Hello ladies, welcome back to another episode of Trueness of the Words, a place for women, authentic and vulnerable. I'm your host, Eleanor A. Fleming, and my guest today is Christine Walker. She is a beautiful young woman, a millennial, I must say that, living a single life, honoring God with just a little bit of struggle right now, and we'll talk about that. So, Without further ado, so that we can talk about that, let's jump into here because one of the things we're going to talk about today, Christine, is we're going to discuss hmm, several things. We're going to discuss the loss of a mother when you're an adult child. We're going to discuss how loving and accepting, respecting all of the above when it comes to adult children how we can go about doing just that. So if you don't mind, I know what you told me in the beginning was you do not like to talk about yourself. That's not a thing you like to do. And I love that because that means you're not caught up on yourself, right? (laughs) So if you don't mind, go ahead and just, what I'm going to ask you is, we talked about with a little bit of struggle right now, right? So what does that struggle look like that you're struggling with right now when it comes to the Lord? It doesn't have to be long. You could just tell us a little bit about that. Um, so, yeah, I have been struggling. I go, I go back and forth with what I believe. Um, and it's because, among other things, the loss of my mom um, and just other things, personal things that I have in my life okay. um, as an adult. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. All right. So do you ever think that, so when you talk about with the loss of your mom, you believe that has a lot to do with? Yeah. No, it's not, it's not the whole thing, but a lot to do with it. Um, I did not always like being here on earth. Like I struggled with that. Uh, a lot, uh, my whole life actually, not just in my adult life. I was a pretty shy child and didn't like being around people at school. You know, you get made fun of, and it was just a lot. Um, so when I was younger, I would um, say, you know, I wish I was never born. But I, um, I said that to my mom one day, and she said, "You shouldn't say that because it hurts my mom. It hurts mommy's feelings." Um, I didn't know why it hurt her feelings until I was older. Um, but, um, just thing, just the way my life is, I am, I'm put around. I was, I grew up around, I was always around people who are always outgoing and, and outspoken and I'm not. And, you know, when, when that person's around, people don't really, don't always treat them with grace. So, uh, I was just like, you know, why, if I'm around all these people, why did you put me here to be within this and I'm not like anyone else? So, um, yeah, that's why I struggle with it. But, and then the things that happen as adults, just the trials you go through as an adult. Okay. Now, I'm going to say this because, you know, I think totally different about that. So I know you and we used to be around each other Um must have been several years ago, we worked in the same environment. And so I feel totally different 
about you than that. I see you as, and you know this, so this isn't for just this conversation here. So I can speak to this and you know that I've said it to you a hundred times over, if not a million. You are the sweetest thing that I've ever met. You have a wonderful soul about yourself. And for whatever reason, I was drawn to you like a magnet to metal. And I don't deal with women or I didn't used to deal with women. But the Lord, won't, he brought me back to dealing with women. Does that sound about right? Like, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Said, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. But you are such a wonderful person. And so I'm glad what you're saying. And that brings us into loving and accepting our adult children as well. Because what you said was your mom said that hurt her. That you would yeah. say. That was, that was a, a little bit of what she said. She would always say, uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I had you. Um, I, I want you here. Like she would say stuff like that to me. And I just, I never knew why. I just assumed mommy, all mommy said that. To their oh, child so that's an opening for me because um my daughter she any so the thing about it with me when it, this is we could say it a hundred times over when the lord gave me this series and i know that it was nothing but the lord woke me up gave me this series and then how i weep half the night like i can't do this so that's the thing i just felt like lord i can't do this because my daughter and i are still in a bad place but when you say that about every mother says that to their child, I said a lot of loving things to my daughter, but I also said a lot of things that were hurtful. And I didn't realize what I was saying to her was hurtful. And what I mean by that is I, uh, my daughter. So I never wanted children. I didn't. I, I never wanted children. That wasn't a, I didn't aspire for that. You know, there was there are some people that this is what they want. They want children. They'll do whatever it takes. They want children. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I knew that I did not want children. Well, I ended up um, at a young age um, pregnant. Um, so I was 18. And um, I love my daughter to pieces. I mean, I did once and she once she was here, she I was in love with her. I didn't even God gave me a love for my daughter that I never thought. But back to the point where you're saying about every mother says that to their child. I used to say to my daughter, um, I told her, I was like, I never wanted children. Now I'm just saying it, right? But what I did not realize then was the impact it was having on her life. Mm -hmm. Saying that to a child, and she wasn't a child when I was saying it. She was older when I was when I said it to her, and I said it several times. And it wasn't in anger. I just was saying to her, mm -mm, "I never wanted kids. Kids was not my thing." But I can see now how that mm -hmm. can make her feel rejected and unloved, especially knowing that her father wasn't in her life for her, and. Her father was not in her life because I said he couldn't be in her life. It was a choice that he made. But in that, she had rejection in her eyes, possibly from two angles. So I'm glad you said that because that allows me to be open and say that, make that statement. Um, and if there's any parent out here that has said something, even the likeness of to their children, I encourage you to go back and apologize. Uh, because even though we um, may not see the impact it may have on them, there is an impact on them. And I do. I, I That is one thing I, I wish I could take back amongst many. 
that I wish I could take back and not allow my daughter, my baby girl to have heard me say that. And like I said, it's not an excuse. I didn't say it in a mean way, but the fact that I said it lets her, makes her feel unwanted, um, would have possibly made her feel unwanted. So I am glad that you had a mom that made sure that that didn't happen. And I want to bring that up too, because you, um, you really speak about your mom and your admiration for her. And if you could speak a little bit about to moms and daughters about this part, what I'm getting ready to say, when you have a parent that you lose your parent, what are some of the regrets you possibly think that you may have that you say, I wish I would have done that a little different? It's funny because I don't have any because um, not and not being like gloatful, but we talked since I learned how to talk every day of my life until she passed. Wow. Every time we talked, I felt like she was, it was the last time because she would make sure she, you know, she made, she made sure I knew that I, mm -hmm. that she loved me. And we would say, uh, mommy, love you. Daughter, love you. We would say that back and forth. I think I mentioned that in the, the funeral speech. Um, she, started because she had an accident when I was in middle school and I kind of had to step up and take care of her some things um and she kind of reversed it and she said I would say mommy love you because I was the mommy and then she would say daughter love you but um I don't have regrets because everything every conversation we had I still replay in my mind we never there was never a topic that we didn't discuss um she would, when I went away to college, she would call me and I don't know how she did this. It's, it must be a mommy thing, but she'd call me and be like, are you upset? I hadn't talked to her that day. And it, I don't know how she knew I was upset or it just things like that. I, there were no regrets. I, I don't have any, I think um, there may be regrets that I don't have any control over. Like I didn't make enough money when I was in college, so I couldn't get her a, nice gift every mother's day and every her birthday um and i don't and, and the reason i say that is because i regret not being able to do that but then i would tell her that like i wish i could get you something more than what i have and she was like why why you give me enough i why would you like that that's it i just need you to call me i just need you to send me a card i just need you to breathe so wow that was I would say I regret not giving her more time or not giving her more gifts, but every time I would tell, I would tell this, I would express this to her. Like, I wish I could do more. She's like, why? I've done enough. So it, it helps to talk. Like it, if I'm speaking to mothers, I want to speak to the daughters too, because if you have regrets, if you have, if you want to say something, if you want to tell your mother, I wish I could do more. I wish I could spend my time with you or I wish I, I didn't have to do this and it would have kept me away from you. Let them know that because you'd be surprised at what they'd say to you. It, you might be already enough already. So Yes, that is amazing. I'm glad you said that already enough because yeah. with I have to, you know, and one thing about this show and even like uh, I was teasing with you, I told you before we jumped on here because it's sweaty so bad here, right? Um, it's so hot here, so I'm sweating and I get real bad hot flashes. So you and I almost, we had to reschedule our time. And so I'm, 
I'll, I said, okay, well, I'll do the errands I need to run and this and other we can do it later. Well, in the meantime, okay, so the hair sweats out, right? <laughs> so <laughs> my hair is all sweating and and but that that's about that being vulnerable piece, right? And so when we talk about um parents, like if an adult child can say to their parents one thing, but then us as parents, if we can say to our adult children, you know, I love you and I got it wrong in some areas and I'm so sorry uh, that I did, but I love you and you enough because I can see where with my daughter. Um, I mean, I really can see it. I can see it where, you know, it's amazing. Let me say this. It's, it's something how God shows us what we don't want to see. And if we're open to what God wants to show us because even going back to when you talked a little bit about the struggle it's not that you don't believe god is god there's a struggle there and that struggle is i'm gonna need you to show me because you had said that to me i'm gonna need you to show me your god that's what i did i remember doing that early on and we talked about that that's something that i had to do with god you know show me who you are because right now i'm in a struggling place and so god will show us what we don't want to see when we are open to him and seeing what it is, right? And so the things that he has shown me as I've gotten older, I wish I would have been more open to it earlier on, uh, but I can honestly say i taking time with family and accepting them for who they are not for who we want them to be. And God had to expose that to me about me. Um, so like you are somebody that helped me with that. Um, so your hair color, we're going to talk about that. So you have the green hair color and you know, I normally, so I, and when I, I was like, well, I kind of liked it when it was blonde and I kind of like, and you know, and as I'm talking to you, it, you never took it as me because you, I think I'm right. You knew I never did it from a place of criticism. I love you. And I'm saying, oh, I think this and I think it should, you know, be that. and you were receiving of that. But in that, you taught me something because I see you. I see Christine. I don't see Christine's hair color. I see who you are. And the Lord allowed me to see something that I didn't realize was in me. When my daughter would wear her braids and they would be like a different color. And I would say, you shouldn't wear that color. Be more professional, this and that. And just not letting her be who she was. Not letting her be who she was. And you, you have taught me that by just my love for you and your love for me. Unspoken. It's been unspoken. It didn't have to be stated or anything. But you taught me that by just God already has showed me something. And you just knew everything in our conversations was from a place of love. So you taught me unspokenly, taught me that love me for who I am, not for what you desire me to be. And that has taught me something in how I look. And my daughter, even in her absence. So I want to say thank you because I love you for that. You just um, that's, I actually, we should thank my mom for that because I actually learned it from her. Um, 
goodness. <laughs> she, it's funny because I never knew I was like different from everybody because she didn't treat me that way. So she made accommodations for me. She wanted me to be different. She, every time I had like a weird obsession or a hobby, she would literally support it by going to get a magazine or going to get something. Oh, I saw this, your favorite musician on this magazine and I just got it. I didn't even, I don't even read that magazine. I just, she just saw it and I knew you like this. I know you like this right now. So I'm going to get this for you. Or I know you like this or I'm trying to work on this. So I'm, I'm getting this to help you. So that is actually something I learned from her unknowingly. I, I guess I'm that way because of her. But then I go to school or I'll go out in life and I'm different from everybody. And not everybody takes it the same way. Not everybody gives you the same grace. But I learned that grace from her and her just letting me be who I am. And not I I was I never apologized for it because why? I, I just I am who I am. If you let me be who I am, I'm, I'm more comfortable around people. And that's because of her. And it's funny because we're completely different. She was outspoken, loud, just life of the party, just talkative, social. Eleanor. She, basically, <laughs> yeah. So um, it, it's, it's crazy because you had a daughter that was completely different from you. And I have no idea how that relationship worked. I mean, it worked, but I think it comes from um, her, lo her loss of children before me. And... Um, she never told me, it's funny because she never told me she wanted kids. Um, I figured it out because one day I asked her why she only had one kid and I was a child. I did not know, looking back, that was kind of offensive because I never knew she tried. Um, she did. She said, well, I wanted seven kids. And I was like, oh. Um, then she went on to tell me I was like 10 kids at once. But I... <laughs> I, I never knew she wanted kids. She never said she wanted kids. She just said, I'm happy you're here. She never said, I lost kids before you. She never said, I didn't want kids. She always wanted kids. She just never said it to anyone. And then she, I was a surprise. So I learned that grace from her. I learned that that softness to give people grace, to let them be themselves from her doing it for me. Yeah. You have really... Let me tell you something. I don't know about any women or mothers that's out there right now that's going to be listening, but you are definitely blessing me. And I'm like, I'm getting to the point now where I realize because I used to not be a crier. I didn't cry for anything, but it's like God has really taken me on this whole roller coaster of life. And I'm so glad. So I'm just getting to it now. I'm saying, just forget it. Just let the tears come and let them flow. But I wrote notes because. You taught me something about differences. Now, God is already what really what you're doing right now is you are confirming something for me that God has shown me and that allowing you to be different. I mean, if I could have just let my baby girl just I knew she was different. Right. But I tried to mold her differences. And say things like, you know, because she, she was hurt in areas. So if I would have known how to tap into her differences, like your mom saw to tap into your differences and expound on those, I think, no, I know. 
For my daughter, it would have been a different experience. And here's why. As a young girl, she always had like one of those mean streaks inside of her now, right? When I mean like she crossed our arms, but it was more of a pouting. But she was such a sweet child. And I'm not just saying that. Like my daughter was the sweetest thing that you could have. I think that's why I gravitated to her the way I did. In essence, God had begin, God showed me right from, I think it was like day three in the hot day two or day three in the hospital. It was like he, she almost choked on a, uh, her bottle. And, and that's how I like gravitated in the gate. He gave me a love for her so strong, but as she was coming up, like, I like loved her. She was, I remember my mom saying, you need to stop. You're putting her on a pedestal above God. Your, your love for her, God will take, you have to be careful because God can take her from you. You're putting her before the Lord, but I loved her so much. Right. And then I feel like I was her protector, but if I would have been able to tap into her differences because she was a loving, sweet child. I mean, it wasn't until she was, I think she was 17, 16, going on 17. See, that's when she went haywire. And I didn't know how to deal with that. I just didn't have that capacity in me. What is this going on? So I just went into mode, but I wish I could have done that. But I thank God because I don't want to keep saying I wish I everything would have been different because it is the things that, sh that I've gone through with my daughter and other life things that have went on that has gotten me to the place that I am now. Because God has to sometimes break us in areas in order to give us life in others. And I wonder how open I would have been to allowing God to mold and shape me into a gentle and meek person if I wasn't distant from my daughter. Because my desire for my daughter is what began to really break me. It really began to break me. I was standing in my um, living room um, a couple years ago during COVID. And I was standing there at the fireplace. And I heard it so clear, Christine. It, it was just as clear as day. That what if what's being allowed has to do with you? Everything that's happening has to do with me molding and changing you. And I'm there. And I, then I began to pray. And um, it was just so clear that God is changing you. He's going to bring your daughter back to you. But he has to change you from the posture where you were. So you are genuinely blessing me. This is why, too, I, mm -hmm. I'm so glad we don't have like major conversations mm -hmm. where we like dive into all the yeah. questions beforehand mm -hmm. because it wouldn't allow the genuineness of it to come out. And I just am I'm learning so much. I just am. God is genuinely blessing me and changing me and transforming me in so many areas. And I have so much to be thankful for. So that part is that. OK, now. Um, you said, uh, 
I have my notes here. So everyone that knows me know I have to write my notes and keep them because I don't want to miss a thing, right? And I have notes here and I have notes there, right? Before you expound on that, before yes. you, um, you said, you know, you would um, try to mold her, right? Yes. So I said my mom was supportive of who I am, but there were times where she'd be like, hey, you should do this, like make suggestions. Um, I didn't like dressing like a girl when, mm -hmm. when I was... Like, I didn't like dressing like a boy either, but I didn't like dressing like a girl. So she would make suggestions like, hey, that's a nice skirt. You should like that that girl has on. You should like wear it. And I'm like, no, she didn't give me pushback. But she would just like gently like, hey, you know, you know, you, can you wear this? Like like asking if I could wear something. And um, if I gave her pushback, she'd be like, okay, that, that's fine, man. You know, I, I still love you. You know, I just would, I would like, mommy would like you to wear a dress sometimes mm -hmm. or, you know, I, it would make mommy happy um, if you would do that. But if you don't want to, it is perfectly fine. Don't okay. feel like you need to do that. So my mom did that too. Um, but she pushed back when I did. And the thing about people like me is they think shy people are passive. I was told I'm told by everybody, I'm very independent. Okay. I am just quiet. I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. So she knew that. So she would make suggestions and be like, hey, you should do this or do this for mommy. Or, you know, if you want to, I would like it. But it wasn't pressuring me to do something. So when I did finally start, I didn't wear purses either for a while. But when I started... Wearing, yeah. purses, wearing wearing heels, wearing purses, being girly. She sent me so many, like I was in college. She sent me so many purses. She sent me shoes. She sent me dresses. She's like, oh, you starting to wear this. These are things I had in the basement that you wouldn't wear in high school, but could, like you could wear them now since you like them. Like she just kept all that stuff. Okay. And when I decided I wanted to do it, she flooded me with all this stuff. So do not feel bad if you wanted her to do something different. She, she just didn't give you as much pushback as I did my mom. Oh, she, she probably did. did oh, but she did. That's part of our did, but disconnect. You got to ease up and like, hey, you know, I would like this, but, you know, I, if you don't want to do this, don't feel pressure to do it. I, it would just make me happy to do, to, to see you in this. And every time I did something where I had to wear a dress, like go to a banquet or something, she was just so happy because she's like, you're so pretty. Why don't you wear this? And yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. She's like, okay, well, you're not, if you're not comfortable, then don't do it. But she was just excited every time I did something that she liked, even if I denied doing it before, if I finally decided to do it, she was over the moon. Yeah. So don't feel bad about that because all mommies do it. Okay. It's just how you receive their pushback. And, and, and I didn't receive the pushback good. Maybe that's me. And I and it's time and it's you have time as long as both of you are alive, you have time to change that. Oh. My mom used to my mom used to tell me that um because I, I'd be like afraid that I wouldn't get to do certain things in life. And she would say, as long as you're alive, you could do you can do whatever you want. I have people that are telling me, Oh, I uh, it took me 14 years to get a degree. Okay, well, you didn't die, so you could have. I mean, you're, as long as you're alive, you still yes. can actually do these things. It does not mm -hmm. matter how long it takes you to do them, as long as you do them while you're here, do something toward that every day while you're here. So, love that. I do. I, do. I hope I'm, you know, and I believe God, 
um, let me say what it's so that we'll be very clear about this. God has shown me, I've seen it in dreams that he's going to mend my daughter and I. And so I'm excited. You know, I'm looking forward to it because um, one of the things that I struggle with is because I so desperately miss my daughter, mm-hmm. it's hard for me sometimes to be in the midst of like a yeah. lot of other people. Which is another reason why I just love you to pieces because you are like it's you're young enough to be my daughter, but at like a mid teenage. But then you're you're more suited of a baby sister, but it's too many years for you to be a baby sister in between. So we kind of like in the middle stage, right? So, but you give me such uh, when I'm able to talk with you and we're able to spend time together. I mean, I absolutely love our time that we spend together. So I'm so grateful for that. Now, I want to say you said something. Okay. And I want to, you said, apologize for set boundaries and give positive reinforcement. Can you please expound on that? Yes. Um, I'm going to do the positive reinforcement first because that, um, it's something my mom always did. Um, and I, I'm just not realizing that's what she did. But um, mm-hmm. after her accident, when I was in middle school, um, I had to get up on my own and you know get ready for school because she had people dropping me off at school. And um, I, after maybe a week or so of me, you know, I get dressed and I wait at the door for whoever's taking me to school. Uh, one day I was at home and she came up to me and she said, I uh, like that you are already always ready in the morning. Like, thank you for getting up and being ready. Uh, Cause it was hard for her after her accident, she was in pain and I don't know why she thought she had to get me up. I was in um, high school, middle school, high school at the time. And, okay. um, but um, she just, she wanted to be involved because she was so used to working and she couldn't work anymore after her accident. So she wanted to be more involved and, um, I was always independent anyway. I was always getting up on my own, but she would say, thank you for doing that. Thank you for being ready in the morning. Thank you for you know everything you do. And it happened another time in college where I think I was in pain or something like that. And I had to go get medicine. Like I was, she called me and I was like in pain. I think my throat was hurting or something. I was maybe had a cold and it was, it was hurting so bad. I was crying and, but I wanted to still talk to her. And, um, I, after we ended the conversation, I went to um, like the doctor or the clinic or whatever and got something for you know the pain. And I was talking to her later and she said, um, I like that you take care of yourself. Like, thank you for taking care of you. So I won't have to worry as much. Uh, I'm still going to worry yes. because that's what mommies do. But thank you for like being you. Thank you for being ready. Thank you for being, taking care of yourself. Things like the positive reinforcement. Like when the kids do something, when your child does something, I know you think they're supposed to do it and they are, but you know, if they do it so many times without, you know, you asking if they're actually obedient, what's wrong with telling them, I actually like that you do that. Thank you for doing that. So, and I thank her all the time. I thanked her all the time for being who she was because uh, there were very specific times where um, I'm like, thank you for not judging me. Thank you for just being there for me. So we would say this back and forth to each other. That's why I said earlier, I don't have any regrets because when we talked, we got everything out. Like there was nothing left unsaid. Um, and the whole apologizing thing, um, sometimes maybe, cause I, I don't know what it's called, but 
it wasn't gentle parenting. It wasn't like harsh, like she didn't like beat me or whatever. But I, it was in the middle. Like she would, we would get into these, I call them now loving debates. Um, Cause we would fight, we would, but it wouldn't be like a screaming match or physical or anything. It would just be like, we're disagreeing. I'm, I'm disagreeing with you lovingly because of this. And um, if she did hurt my, I think I remember hanging up on her one time. I think she said something really offensive and I hung up on her. And then it's funny because we both called each other back. Like immediately the line was busy for like yeah. five minutes. And then she, uh, I finally get through And the first thing, she doesn't even say hello. She just says, I'm sorry, like immediately. And then she explains why she said what she said. She's like, I'm a, I apologize. I said that because something hurt you and it hurt me. And yes. I, yeah. I, was, I was voicing that. And she did that a lot. And I think I may have hung up on her one other time. And, <laughs> but I, it happened. And I actually don't regret that either. I know she's passed. And I was like, I, I want to have all conversation. No, we, we talked immediately after each time. And she didn't even let me speak. She just said, you know what? I'm sorry. Like I, I, that was out of line. I am so sorry. That it's not, but I did it because of this. Like, I'm sorry, but I did it because of this. I, I didn't mean to hurt you, but mommy is upset. So. That's powerful that you say that. And if I can expound on that, that is a lot for me when it comes with my daughter. I'm glad that what you did was when you're, because you did hang up on your mom. Okay. You're saying you did that. Uh, your mom, you would try to, and thank God that you had the grace to um, yeah. give her, right? And so forgiveness is a choice, right? So a person, if a person, I've apologized to my daughter so many times, probably like, okay, I'm, you know, because I want that relationship, right? So I'll apologize. Um, most times it's because if I see something where I went wrong, I want to apologize because I think, just because you're a parent doesn't mean you can't apologize. I, that's something that really gets under my skin. I have to tell the truth. When people feel like I'm the parent and they should come to me or they should apologize to me. No. As a parent and as an adult and as a mature person with wisdom, then we should be able to reach out and extend to our children a hand of love. I think we should be able to do that. Um, but forgiveness still is on that person's part. So if I apologize to you, or if you apologize to me, it's up to that person to say, to, to forgive. And I definitely am a person that it's like, whatever the Lord did to me some years ago, it's like, I'm like, I'm okay. I I can apologize. Um, so when you're talking about that piece of it, you've hung up on her, but you all were able to get beyond that. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. And I do believe we should be able to do that. I mean, I, um, I look forward to the day where uh, my daughter and I can have um, uh, a disagreement or an argument um, and it not be, we don't talk to each other just because we had a disagreement or an argument. I strongly uh, feel and know that with me, let me say this, whenever I would see my daughter hurt, even as an adult, I always try to run to save the day. I want to fix it, right? And a lot of times my trying to fix it really made matters worse 
because there are times, my daughter said this to me one time, and I think this is the best way to say it. She said, it doesn't matter how much money you've given to me. It meaning as an adult, we're talking about her as an adult daughter now. She said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you helped me here and you helped me there. She was like, that doesn't matter. And this is what she said. Because until I'm ready to change and do something different, you're just throwing money down a drain. That's all you're doing. And that did something to me because I said, my way of showing love to my daughter is acts of doing, you know, I'm, I'm a doer. So let me help you. But it's like, she's, I mean, she just said it flat out until I'm ready. You just wasting money. You just, it means nothing. So I guess the reason why I'm saying this is because that would bring up argument and contention for me because I feel my thing is, you know, you want your children to be further ahead than where they are. Because I used to always say that whatever I put into my daughter, I know I'm going to get it back out. So when things aren't going the way you think they should, and you're saying, Lord, I poured all this into my child and it doesn't happen, then you find yourself being critical. I did. And that's what the Lord is showing me. It's a way to show love. And that's what I'm learning through you. There's a way, you know, of showing love, even when they're not going the route that we want them to go. Meaning even though you didn't go the route your mom wanted you to go all the time, she still showed you love and extended you grace. And that's what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah, I think that's really good. So you said making them feel bad for mistakes bringing it up to hurt them or make points being judgmental. Yeah. Things that wow. I think parents have stopped doing, um, especially mothers and daughters. Um, I, um, I didn't have this problem with my mom, but I understand that I think she was trying to make sure the bond between me and her was, was strong, that I could come to her with something and, mm -hmm. She actually, a, a lot of, because she was a baby boomer, so a lot of baby boomers and a lot of older parents don't take, like, criticism well. Like, hey, if you could stop doing this, this would make my life better, basically. Um, I I think I remember saying something to her uh, about, because um, she did the same thing. I She would just throw money at the problem when I was... Um, having an issue as an adult and I would say you know can you give me a chance to fix it before and before I I'm just coming to you that I need you to listen to me because she would go into action without even saying anything to me and, and the next day I have a package and it, all the problems were solved in the package yes it, if you keep doing that I it's like a crutch I can't fix it if I don't know how to if you don't give me a chance so um mm -hmm. I told her, I know you want to help. And I know you want to be the best parent ever. You're doing a great job. You don't need to do this. Let Just let me vent and don't try to solve it right away. Now, if I call you and I'm frantic and I'm like, okay, I've exhausted all my options. Can you please help? That is when I would need help. And by letting me try to figure it out, because I, I want to also, I was one of those people. I am one of those people that want, I want to figure it out myself. Um. So I, cause she solves problems so effortlessly, like growing up, seeing her, she just, every time something happened in the family, she was the go-to in the family, by the way. And sister, 
Because that's me. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm a problem. Yeah, probably. Right? But she's exactly. a go-to. And to, I, I, I'm like, Mom, I sat here and watched you solve the entire family's problem. Every time they have a problem, they call you, they just exhale because they know you got it. They know it's going to get fixed now. You don't got to do that with me. Let me figure it out first. And then if I have issues, I'll come to you. I remember I got into an accident one day and I think I was either on the way to a job interview or I was on the way to do something for a job. And I got into an accident. I called her and I told her what happened. And she was like frantic because she thought I was hurt or whatever. And I'm like, just calm down. Like I, I'm okay. Um, I let me figure out everything with the police and let me call you back. So I called her back after I got home. So by the time I got back home, I had done it what I needed to go go do. Mm-hmm. We got we talked to the police. We we got I got everything done, and I got a rental for work. So by okay. the time I got home, everything was solved. I called her for our nightly talk, and she's like, "Well, what happened?" I'm like, "I I got everything solved." She was like, "Oh, um, okay. I thank you, like thank you for like I love how you just solve problems. I'm like I learned from you, like just." not panicking in the moment. Like, yeah, you give yourself time, you give yourself grace, you give yourself time to freak out about something and you get to work. And I saw you do that. So, and that my, my family's all black women, like mostly black women. If there was a hundred people in my family, 98 of them would be women. That's how many women are in my family. So <laughs> I watch these women just solve problems effortlessly. Like they might panic at first or they might be, they might cry because something hurt them, but they get up and get to work. And I I talked to her later that night and everything was solved. I'm like, yeah, I'm just sitting here watching TV. I didn't, I ate dinner already. I got a rental for work tomorrow. The car will be done in a week. And that's, I'm, I'm good. And she even uh, mentioned that too. She's like, when you, she she didn't know where I got it from. She was like, I don't know where you get this ambition or determination from. I'm like, you don't see yourself in me? She just was like, I. she was in awe of me. And she would always tell me that. Um, yeah. I would call her and I would just tell her about things. And I would tell her how I solved it. And she's like, where do you get this determination? Where do you get this ambition from? Why? How did you get like this? And I'm like, probably because you... I, probably because of you. This is what I see in you. And uh, a lot of times mothers don't see what their children see. Like Mm -hmm. they don't see you as you because you're so focused on taking care of them that you don't see how you're taking care. They, you don't see how they're seeing you. So I saw this in her. I saw her solve problems. I saw her go to work. I saw her buy me things. I saw the positive reinforcement. Also, it was when I was younger, I would get like in a certificate in class or I get a good grade and she'd give me money or buy me something. That's positive reinforcement as well. But that probably kind of spoiled me because now every time I want to some, do something good at work, I want money or. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of spoiled me, but um, she started it when I was really young. But you you don't see how your kids see you. And I think that's a, what a lot of mothers don't understand. Like, what did your daughter see growing up? What did she see in you? Did she see you solve problems? I saw my mom cry one time and it was not even for something that she did. It was something she was sad about something else that happened in the family. I only see her cry once and I saw her mad plenty of times, but the the way she handled the anger, the way she handled the situation is why I am who I am today. So 
Yeah. Love that, Christine. You really, really, really brought that on. No, I love that. I, when you were talking, you said, um, I want to go back a little bit. And you were talking about, um, like, just let me solve it. Let me figure it out. And I remember when my daughter said that to me, she said, it's been, mm, it's been within the last few years. And she said to me, you, every time she was so angry and I couldn't get it right. I, she was angry telling me something, but because my mental block is you're yelling at me, you're screaming at me. So you're disrespecting me. So I can't hear anything else when actually, yes, I can. If I just hear her, what's happening is she's emo. She was emotional. Mm -hmm. She's an emotional being in that moment. She's frustrated. She needs to get it out and she just needs me to hear. And I still remember what she said. She was like, let me figure it out, ma. You won't let me figure it out. You just run and do things. You jump in. I mean, she's just breaking it all down. And I'm saying, well, yes, that's what. But what she was telling me was, give me an opportunity to show you I can do this without because now I can see it now. If I'm constantly jumping in and I'm doing it. It makes her feel like she's worthless or like she can't do it when actually just give her an opportunity to let her do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to say this because God and me been on this thing with this and he been showing me. And I said, Lord, I, I said this to God. I said, I can't wait for the world to see what you're going to do in your daughter, my meaning my daughter, talking about my daughter and I just love that he's been showing me that he's doing an amazing thing in her that maybe I can't see right now. And when I say can't see, meaning because we don't communicate. That's what I mean. Not I don't mean I can't see it like she's a mess. I mean, I don't communicate. We don't communicate like that. And I miss her so much. And she, you know, I wrote that down because I have grandchildren. And we have our vision of how we think things should be. But I think about, I have beautiful grandchildren and they are a part of me. And I love, when I say I love them, I can't describe it, but she, my daughter is the reason why mm -hmm. I have them. Right. And so when we just, Just see things a little differently. It, nothing, it may not pan out the way we want or we think it should happen. But when I think about those babies are a part of me because of the beautiful part of me that my daughter is. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. I look forward to... You have just blessed me today. That's all I'm going to say. You have definitely been a, just, you always, when I'm in your presence, amazing. But this has been so amazing. And I'm so grateful and thankful for you to share the way that you have. I thank you. But I want, before we close, we have like probably about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Tell me, is there anything, because I know I wanted to know, you have, um, you talked about 
things that you, something that you believe um, that would be beneficial to women. And you stated developing more emotional intelligence. Can you expound on that? Yes. Um, I don't know where my mom got it from because she was the middle child of five kids and a single mom. Uh, my grandmother was a single mother, even though she was married, but um, you know how that goes. I, she was raised completely different from me. So I don't know where the, like, I think she wanted to raise me differently to see, you know, if I came out better. She, she thought, she said all the time, you're going to be better than me. I want you to be better than me. We do um, want that for our children. And I don't know where she got the, the, just the gentleness with which she handled me. I don't know where she got that. Maybe she just was like, you know, I lost kids before. I want, if this kid makes it, I want to, her to feel so loved and just working on how, how to talk to me because um, we, we were so different. And um, the patience she had for me um, and then, you know, the patience I have for her because she did mention, you know, she, she said, you know, I like how you're patient with me as well. Like, I know I'm an old mommy. She said that a lot. I'm an old mommy, but thank you for having patience with me. But I wanted to expound on something you said earlier when um, I told my mom to not help me. I made sure to show her why I didn't need her help. So for the daughters out there, when you tell mommy not to help, Make sure mommy trusts you enough to let you do because at, at some point she didn't even she didn't even offer to help. She just asked me, "Do you need help?" Because I, I know you got it, but do you need it? So it got to that point because she trusted me enough. She's had I had so many stories where wow. there was a problem and I solved it and I didn't need mommy, mm. and she was so proud and. I got to the point. She's like, she was sad because she's like, you don't need mommy anymore. I'm like, of course I do. Of course I do. I need you for other stuff. But <laughs> it has to get to a point where um, you um, show mommy why you, you know she doesn't need to always throw money at the problem because that's yeah. the way my mom was too. And um, I got to a point where she trusted me enough. And that's, that's a word there, trust. You have to trust your children mm -hmm. enough to, to do it on their own. You think your daughter is this such such a beautiful person. You have to understand that she has accomplished things and she will because of what you put poured into her. So having the emotional intelligence, developing that. I don't know where my mom got it, but if you can afford therapy, I would wholeheartedly suggest that. I don't know where, where my mom got it. I think it's because she read a lot of books. So she might have gotten techniques from books like how to deal with a child like me maybe she she read a lot so she might have read books because I def I know she didn't go to therapy that I know people in that generation doesn't don't like going to doctors so she might have read books but she was always reading and tr trying things out and she was trying to um relate to me she would always say I want to relate more to you and I'm like, okay, well, you, you have to follow my lead. You have to, when I tell no. you something, you you know, you have to believe me. You have to, you trust me, don't you? Like you, you trust me with so many other things. Trust me with this. Like if I tell you you're wrong about something, I need you to understand why you're wrong. Because being born in an era, there's a lot of things I'm like, no, mom, you can't do that. And 
she had enough patience and enough emotional intelligence to be like, you know, you're right. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna do better, and um, and I'm gonna show you that I'm better. Like she was progressive for someone yeah. in her age group. So developing emotional intelligence um, is a thing because if you don't have any emotional intelligence, the babies aren't either. And I know you want to pour into them and I know you want them to be better than you. And the only way they can do that is if you are better, if you are good. So. So good. So we have a few points here. So we dealing with trust, patience. Yeah. And intelligence. And I want to thank you. I want to thank you for something because when you say your mom said uh, she's older, dealing with her, you deal with me when we have to be together sometimes. And I know sometimes my, cause you are a millennial. Okay. <laughs> and my, uh, which, it, which further has where I am always in awe of you because there are so many in your age range. Um, I hope and pray that they're looking and seeing that, um, even with a struggle with the Lord in a season doesn't mean you're just all out here doing any and everything. You're still having, you're still honoring your own self and your own temple and respecting and loving yourself while you're working on that relationship with the Lord as he's bringing you full fold back to him, which is what I love. So I do want to thank you for the patience that you have with me when you're dealing with me. So thank you because I love you. Um, I do want to say this last part. You went on, you literally, um, because you talked about be, doing what you need to do. You have gone on to make sure that you do the things, finishing college, making sure you're able to provide for yourself. My mom used to say this thing. She said this thing to me one time. She only had to say it once. It was right after my daughter was born. She said, if I die tomorrow, she said, if I die today, what would you do tomorrow? That stuck with me instantly. It was not a figure it out several days from now or 10 years from now. I got that immediately. And that meant, and I wasn't, and I can say this, this is the truth. I wasn't lazy. I was none of that. But she wanted me to know, okay, I don't want you to ever be relaxed. If I die today, what would you do tomorrow? So I knew mm -hmm. I have to be responsible at all times. And I've been that all times. I got, and I don't mean I don't get things wrong. I'm not patting to my own horn, but what I'm saying is I just have always been responsible. That's been who I am. And so when I'm in the last couple minutes, if you don't mind telling, you went on ahead, you finished school, you made sure you kept your good job. And now that your mom, has passed away you're able to what by making her proud and it's not a material thing because you've said that many times it's not even about material things you feel like you made your pro your mom proud by as an adult daughter by living um and continuing to live um i so i was 27 when my mom died um and i found out that she was 27 when my grandmother died and wow. but she had siblings, so you know, we it was just me. I'm her only child, mm -hmm. but she wasn't an only child, she had six brothers and sisters. So, um, she never said, What would you do if you know, what would you do the next day if I died? She said, I never worried about you, I, I'm not ever worried about you. Um, we may have debates about me wanting you to do this, and but 
every choice you have made, even if it didn't work, you made it work for you. So I am not ever worried about what your choices are because it doesn't seem like you can lose. Like I, even if I had some struggles, even if I did fail, I kind of, I turned it around. Like I'm okay, let's, let's do something else. But yes. I make her proud by living and it's because um, I, I think I owe it to her to live as long as I possibly can and as comfortable as I possibly can. And I think it's because oh, I remember her saying to me that, you know, you got, we got to make sure you successful because you're expensive. So um, I, I am. Uh, <laughs> and I thought about that. I'm like, yeah, I am. Um, and who's going to take care of me? Me. Yeah. So um, she never worried about that, but she just said to live. And I, it's crazy because I actually told her once uh, about a dream I had where she was dead and it was, I, I was at a funeral and it was hers and I was in, looking in a casket and it was her. And she, I told her about the dream and she said, don't worry about that. She said, um, I'm going to live. And if I can't live anymore, you live. So um, she wants me to live. That's what it is. She always told me she was proud of me. So there was not, I was never worried about that. Um, she told me every time we talked, even if the conversation never called for it, she just stopped in the middle. You know, mommy's proud of you, right? Like everything you do. I'm amazed by everything you, you just, she said, you blow me away every day. You tell you talk to me. I look at you, even when you're not here, you just blow me away. Cause you know, that's how older parents talk. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, never had to worry about how she felt about me. Um, she always told me how she felt. She knew how I felt about her. And I make her proud by living and living comfortably. Well, I love it. Christina, thank you so much for coming on today. Now, if I call you back to come and be with me on here because it's you and me. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for joining us on today. Thank and you. ladies, I hope that each one of you heard it. I heard, I got true, I have trust, patience. I have making sure you live. That's one area of making our parents proud, listening to about daughters, just even coming back to the fold and being able to love on parents and knowing we don't always get it right, but we try, we try, we try to make it okay. <laughs> well, Christine, thank you so much. Now, ladies, I definitely want to say this to each one of us. I need us to understand something. I need us to understand that everything that we do, we have to do it to the honor and glory unto God, trusting him. And we want to make sure that we do not miss one beat in trusting him in all that he has for us to do. So as always, my truth. I'm honored that God has placed this before me and I'm looking forward to all that he alone will do by way of healing for so many women, including myself.